Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. Shall we stand to our feet? Because we are about to be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. We are about to be changed. As we listen to the words of the, the words from our pastor, from the anointed servant of the Lord, our lives are being changed day by day. Tell your neighbor, you will not be recognizing me in a few days to come. In a few years, you will not recognize me. Because my life is being changed. My life is being changed. Wow. I want you to put your hands together as we welcome our pastor to the stage. Put your hands together for ES Joy. Hallelujah. All right. Lift up your hands before up unto the Lord this afternoon and say, Lord, as I've come here this afternoon, I want you to just talk to me. Just talk to him for a few minutes and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. Speak to me. Oh, yes. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to us, I came to hear from you. I came because I need a word to move me on in my way. Father, thank you for bringing us to church one more Sunday. As we enjoy your presence, Lord, we ask that what we need to hear is what will come forth. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church this afternoon? Wow. Ah, please, it's true. Stand to your feet and let's make our confession. I want you to be aware. That's why I keep on saying stand to your feet. Let's, let's stand while we make our confession. Where's your Bible? Please find your Bible. Instrumentalist, where are your Bibles? An instrumentalist without a Bible is heading for a fall. Find a Bible fast. If your only Bible is on your phone, there's a problem. All right, let's lift it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. The word of God has a lot of very nice things to say about us. And sometimes if you are growing up, you realize that sometimes all the things you are hearing are negative. Oh, you have not seen it before. It's always a blasting. Why didn't you do? How can you do? And lots of never. But when you open the Bible, you see some positive things. So when you say, I am what it says I am, 
You are confessing something over your life. Amen? Amen. Oh, you don't mind me. Amen. Somebody's uncle looked at her and said, As for you, it's only a prostitute you'll be when you grow. Yeah. You need a word of God to counter such a, a word. Are you seeing it? Then it says, I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. It's a very nice confession. Put your hands together for the Lord. Do you know that you can do, you can do far more than you are doing? Yeah. Only that you think you are limited. But when you start, I can do. Not knowing that you can do 50 more things. You have a business on one thing. Not knowing that there are 50 more you could have been doing. But you didn't know. Are you seeing it? But you didn't know. You have been doing exams. Every day they give you 55%. You say, it's okay, I'm an average. To... Not knowing that you as you are working there. Only that something has to remove, it has to uncover the brain. For it to come. Yeah, it's true. Are you there? How many of you, you've been an average student before, then something changed and it got better? Yeah. It's the same you. But what happened? Some people to the reverse is true. They were chopping first, chopping first, chopping first, chopping. Now they are chopping the first from another position. Hey! So things can change. Amen. Tell your neighbor things can change. And because I'm a believer, things are changing. Amen. Oh, there are unbelievers in church this morning. Let me just go back to my picture. You don't know how to change your life with a word, you see. Amen. How to hear a blessing fast and catch it fast. Hey. I know somebody in his family, the men die before they are 50. The person has passed through crap. And is heading towards 70, alive and well. Yeah. On the basis of a confession and a word that is said. So tell anybody, we are going to, we are changing our lives. We are changing. And so don't get tired every Sunday when we come and we are saying the same confession over and over. Maybe you are just saying it because I said say it, but I am saying say it because I believe that your future is changing. Amen? Amen. Your future is what? Yeah. When we started in this church, I tell you, bicycle cry, you will not see parked anywhere. But it's the same bicycle owners who have cars today. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we are moving ahead. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We are still on the Bacentes. I don't want you to get tired. I don't want you to get tired. But I'm taking my time and I'm preaching about it for a period of time so that you have time to think about it. And as you're thinking, you're also accepting it. And then apart from that, you're beginning to see that it's something that will help you as an individual, something that will help us in the church also. Are you there? So it's not because there are no basentes. There are basentes, they're all right. And the basentes are functioning, but there could be more. They could be better. The ones that ex- exist could do better. They could go a little deeper. Hallelujah. And last week, I was sharing with you some facts about the basenta. The main fact or the main thread that runs through all of it is that that's the pattern of the Bible. That's what the Lord left with us. So if we are wise, we have not done church before. He taught us. If we are wise, give us Acts 2.46, please. Let's just start from somewhere. Am I the only person who thinks that the weather is hot? Mm. Ocho. Cree, cree. 
The north is a very nice place. Only don't go there in March. <laughs> don't go there in March. All right. So I was sharing with you. That's at Acts 2.46. Uh, guys, can you change the color of the scripture? Is it possible? On my screen is invisible. Yeah. Not the white. The white is okay. So maybe all can be white. Because that yellow is a green. Say. I'm not sure what. It sort of becomes invisible. Anyway, so let us, let us read. And they, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house that eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Amen. Now this was a church that met in the temple as we are meeting in the temple, but then they also met from house to house. Further down, I believe um, it says, it talks about how they were breaking, uh, they, were, they were sharing the word or believing, reading the word of their leaders, the apostles' word. So it wasn't just coming together to eat, but it was also a place for people to be saved. So it goes on to say, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. So they met in the temple, but they also met in the house. And when they met, it was a way for the church to grow. Now, I promised you last week that I was going to start talking to you today about the benefit of the basenta to you. How does it benefit you? How does it benefit you? Sometimes when you don't want to do something, when you see the benefit, you are encouraged to do it. Amen? And when you see what you do not have, then you realize that, hey, Sana, I was losing something. So today I'm talking to you about the benefits of the basenta. The benefits. Are you there? The benefit. Now, the very first benefit that a basenta has is that you become somebody known in the church. And known in the church. Now, if you go to a church like ours, in this church we count everything. If you see that we don't count it, it means it cannot be counted like sand. We cannot count sand. So we don't know how much sand we have around us. But if it's human beings, we know how many people came to church. We know how many people are leaders. We know how many photographers we have. We know how many laptops we have. If it, has, if it can be counted. Tell neighbor if it can be counted. It is counted. So, where if you don't join anything, as we are counting, you are number 257. <laughs> you see, in this church, we range between 250, 300 people. You can easily know people, but we are growing. A time comes when if you don't take care, you are just a number in the church. Are you there? This morning when I was preaching the first service, as I was standing here preaching, I could see that outside the place was full from end to end. But who are they? With oh, here, dear, here, dear Ellie. Are you there? Who are they? In this service, that's where we are going in terms of size. Are you here? So you can easily come to the church and you are number 552. Please ask your neighbor, what's your number? <laughs> you see that we don't like, do you want to be a number? We don't like it. At least I don't like it. I wouldn't want to just be a number. And maybe if you sit in the same place every Sunday too, every time when we count, we count in that way. So you, dear, number 17, number 17, last week, number 17, this week. Are you here? 
please, our reason for counting is our own business. It's not a problem. But what I'm saying is that you, it shouldn't remain like that. You should not just be a statistic. You are a person. Please, push the person next to you and say, listen, take it. Look, I'm a person. I'm a person. Yeah. Now, there are also people in the church everybody knows because they come and stand here on the stage. So if you're a chorister, you are smiling, we'll know you. The choristers who frown too, we know you. If you are an usher, we know you. If you are an MC, we know you. But does it mean that if you are not any of those things, nobody should know you? Amen. Now, for some perverse reason, there are some of you who only want to be, don't want to be known in church. I don't want to tackle that issue. That one is between you and your problems. I don't know. Yes. Because you don't mind being known by the taxpayer. You don't mind being known by SNIT. You don't mind being known by your petrol station. You don't mind being known by Ghana card. You don't mind being known by your bank. It's your church that you mind being known. It's a sign to you what is inside you. I will not go into that one. I will not go into that one at all. Many as I've come to the church, you know, I don't want to be seen. I want to be invisible. Something is working. Something put you there. Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Are you in the church? Yeah. But it is important to be known. It is very important to be known. There are things that come to people who are known. And there are things that do not come because we don't know you. You are in the church, but we don't know you. The church is very quiet, oh. Mm. I'm relaxing. I'm taking my time. I'm taking my time. Yeah. You know, I was loving the example the film stars gave when the person was not happy that she didn't get a cake. It's a very nice example. And it will look easily like favoritism, but it's not that. It's that we don't know. We don't know. Push your neighbor and say, things come to people who are known. Yeah. So when you enter the church and you are not known, it's not a good thing. I don't know about you, Mo. I don't like being in a place that's telling I'm a number. Oh, number 322. <laughs> oh, it's not a good thing. Are you there? It is through the cells that you become a known person. Hallelujah. And that's the basis for so many, many, many things. Oh, you see me? I'm a very quiet person. You are quiet, but there's somewhere that you make noise. Mm. And many times it's not, not even true. Hallelujah. Let us look at James chapter 1 from verse 47 to 49. John 1, 47 to 49. But let patience... Nah, where are we? John, John, John. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God, that thou art the king of Israel. The guy was very happy that Jesus knew who he was. Yeah. He was very happy that Jesus knew who he was. In a gathering like this, 
we are more likely to know the people in Eba Center than those who are not in Eba Center. Yeah. Simply because the Eba Center leader makes sure that you get to know them. Pastor David is always worrying me to know his people. So always worrying me. Sometimes I will even not mind him. He is not moved at all. He will just come back again. Just go around and say, no, it's a good thing. So of all the Basantes, I know a lot of his people. Yeah. Ah, but they are, Nanama, don't I know you? Alex, don't I know you? Have I not had chats with you? Both at separate times, I'm calling you. Not that he has told me to text you. But it's because the Basantes, they are in. No, the person... Otherwise, you just be another person in the church. <laughs> Are you in the house? Hey, but me, they don't know me. Ask your Basanta leader or your Basanta leader that what is that? What is that? What is that? Ask them that what is that? How come they don't know? <laughs> Amen. Jesus said something. You see, because this man was very happy that Jesus knew his name, Nathaniel, he felt great. Yeah. How do you feel when you are recognized out of somewhere? Yeah. I'm very happy that, ooh. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. So it's a good thing for the shepherd to know you. You see? And when you belong to a gathering like that, some we know you over different things. Or oh, they'll come and tell me, some people in my bar center are going to write BEC. I don't do anything BEC here. But because there is a, a center leader who has people going, say, please, you have to pray over them. And they will bring them, and I have to pray, whether I feel like praying or not. So when I prayed, I have to ask. I'm waiting to hear their results. I realize they've not told me, so I'm waiting. Yeah. Pastor will be smiling at me. He came to worry me that I should pray for them. Have you brought me anybody's results? Okay. Hallelujah. Number two. The cell becomes the avenue or the place for fellowship for the members. Hallelujah. Acts 2.42. We, we read 46 earlier, but let's go to 42. I think that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So you are getting word. And fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Are you seeing it? When you come to the main church, you hear the teaching, the doctrine. You get a bit of the fellowship. You get some of the prayer. But that breaking of bread, very, very, very important. When you read the account of Jesus' life on earth, you see that many times he broke bread with people. Many times. But if we came to this church and every Sunday we're going to break bread, it would be very difficult. Have you not seen some people going to a funeral and eventually fighting over the breaking of bread? Because it wasn't shared properly. Yeah. And that's because the breaking of bread does something. The sharing a meal together. Hallelujah. And we can only do it at that level because the basenta, as I told you, is like a cell. It's like the smallest unit of the church. Those six people, those seven people, it's not so difficult to get groundnuts and some, some, something to drink. Or some shampoo. Oh, shampoo, even the thing will not even finish. Can even freeze the rest for the next meeting. Mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see. So the fellowshipping is so, so, so important. I'm going to read a passage, a little a story that um, was written by, you know, in this book. If you don't have it, you are not yet serious about your basenta or basanta. But it's written by Bishop um, Intefo. It's a very great study. 
He calls it the cell because the book is international. Amen? If you've been here all this time, I told you cell, area fellowship, basenta, but they are all names that you know, go this way. Now, he tells the story. Many years ago when I was studying medicine in Russia, I went to London for the first time for summer vacation. I did not know anybody in that huge city. It was my very first visit. I was just about 22 years old. I found a hostel where Ghanaian students lived. At the time, you had to pay 17 pounds a week to rent a room. I did not have any job or money. You could, however, speak to someone who had a room and the person would allow you to sleep on the floor for a fee of one pound every day. That's what I did. As a pecha, you had no rights. One day, I met a student from Africa, Ivory Coast who took me to a large Pentecostal church. When I entered the church, I mused, oh, Lord, you are so good. Today, dear, all my problems will be solved. Because the church was full of people of color. That means blacks like us. Okay. God answered my prayer because at the end of service, it was announced that all full-timers should come and stand to be greeted specially and acknowledged. And before the pastor could finish, I was on my feet. I was hungry. I had nowhere to sleep. And so at the end of the service, I stood at a strategic place where everybody seemed to be passing. You cannot imagine what happened. A church with hundreds of people, and yet nobody really paid attention to me. You see, I was expecting that somebody would say, what's your name? Where do you live? Is everything okay with you? That was my expectation. But alas, everyone seemed to be in a hurry. I went home very sad and disappointed. No one really spoke deeply with me and no one fellowshiped with me. No one was really bothered. This is what happens in a large church. But since there are few people in a cell, fellowshipping becomes natural. I'm sure as I was reading, maybe there are one or two of you who were saying that, hmm, this is the story of when I came here. I've been coming and going and coming and going. Nobody has been minding me at all. Please, we are sorry. But that is how it is in a larger church. And this is why a basenta or a, is important to bring the church down to the smallest units. Six people, when you add one person, we can all see that one person has been added. You cannot go to a basenta meeting and when you get there, nobody will ask your name or where you are hailing from. It's not possible. If it happens, cry, come and report because it cannot be. Ah, you are six. One person has come to add. And nobody, it's not possible. It's not possible. Are you here or you have traveled somewhere? Yeah. Some of these features of neglect are normal in a larger gathering. But when the church is divided into basentas, two things happen. One, most new people enter through the basenta. And two, even if you come here directly, it is easily picked upon that, oh, this person doesn't have a place to belong. And it's very easy to just add you to whatever basenta is near your place. Is the preaching good preaching? Are you hearing something? Yeah. Number three. Friendships and companionships are developed through the basenta. We have had some basentas earlier. I don't remember what we called them at that time. But I see the friendship standing up till today. Up till today. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. There are some people when they come to church, they all sit in the same place. 
they know each other's things. When one of them is getting married, before you are aware, they have done uh, what? Uh, it's not the ladies, the men. <laughs> they have done what? Bachelors, nah, yeah. The bridal showers happen, but that's a different uh, movement. But these guys, some used to be in the same grouping. Uh-huh. So when the thing was no longer officially, it has continued working for them. But why are you not minding me? What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? Is it true or it's not true? Yeah. So you see that even you cannot, you cannot separate the friendship. They are deep friendships. Very deep friendships. And it's there. So even after some have moved on, the friendship is there. Even after we say, oh, we are reorganizing, and re- you can't reorganize, revamp. Charlie, their friendship is there. It's still there. And it's still working. Yeah. So it just shows you how powerful it is. Amen. I was a student abroad when I first joined. They used to call it cells at the time. And we joined this. It was like a family. In fact, it was not like a family. It was a family. Yeah. We lacked nothing. When I say lack, when you are close by your family, there are things you do. Christmas things, birthday things. We did all. There was a way in which we didn't miss our families. I, I hope you understand. I remember when I was finally, we were leaving and coming back. My cell group leader's wife was crying. And she said, so whose milk will I come and drink? Because we all had children. We live not far from each other. Over there, if you borrow a person's liter of milk, you return a liter of milk. So one cold winter day, she realized that her milk had run out. Meanwhile, when you have to go and buy, the shop was not far out. But when you have small children, in that weather, it was about minus 15. You are now going to clothe each child in layers. Are you seeing it? Before you go and come. So you don't do it easily. So she realized she was short. And so she just called me. That do I have some milk that she can borrow? So that when she's finally going out. So she came for it. And when a day or so later, when she finally went, she brought back my milk. I said, hey, please, these white people that you do, we Africans, we don't understand it. And I told her that today you need milk. Tomorrow, I will need... Please, don't worry me. Are you getting me? So she learned from us. So when I was leaving, she was now crying that... Whose milk was she drink? But it was because we were in the same bus center. You see? We're in the same bus center. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It made a lot of difference to our lives. Hallelujah. Church members should not be lost in the sea of masses of people. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah. And that is why when you come as a new, a first timer, we are not trying to embarrass you. When we ask you to stand to your feet, we want to meet you. We want to make sure that we talk to you. We take you aside. I have to say it because nowadays, the generation is a strange generation. You even say, you you don't mind us. And then you just leave. But it's not to try and do anything, just to know you a little bit, fellowship with you a little. Please, if you are sitting by somebody you don't know, just ask, please, what's your name? Which part of town are you coming from? What do you do? Are you a worker? (laughs) Amen. Now, it is these same Basenta members 
who become family members because now they get to know themselves. You will discover when you belong to a bar center, the day of your engagement is your bar center members who are around, setting up for you. Yeah. Doing your things for you. Amen. Yeah. They are the ones doing things for you. So please, this Ankunam, I'm appealing to all Ankunam people, Ankunamites, that we beg you, this Ankunam is not helping. We don't like the Ankunam, we beg you. <laughs> We're a family. Hallelujah. The church members become family members who know themselves. Amen. Listen, let me talk to you this afternoon. This country that we are in, it functions according to who you know. Yes. It's period. Period. Don't come and explain to me that the law says the rules. Listen, I said it functions according to what? Who you know. Who you know could be the reason why you live or die. Who you know could be the reason why you go somewhere or not. Just take it from me. Hey, why? Because the things we are, is not enough. When you go to the hospital, one doctor has been put there, he's going to see 400 people before the end of the day. Clearly, the care will not be so good. But if you are able to say, Doc, that's my church member. So your doctor, church member, sends you and says, that's my church member. At least, out of the 400, you will get some. Yeah. You'll be cared for properly. Hey. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Hey, the church is very quiet too. You are doing as if you live in another part of the world. Yeah. I had a meeting yesterday with some people over a church member who has been jailed for three years. The person has not even been jailed. They said the case is going on. And we are, no, 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 no. This has been tried. We will not leave it. Do you get it? We have to enter. The church is quiet again. Yeah. 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 We're not saying that everybody is innocent. That's not what we are saying. No, 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 no. But at least let the case come up and be. Maybe. But it happens because you are part of the church family. Hmm. No, it's true. It's true. I said, Ghana, that is how it works. That's how it works. But it's not only Ghana that works like that. When Jesus was looking for how to feed people, he asked his people, what can we do? There was a small boy standing there. How do you think they knew he had two fish? Two, 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 two. Somebody's connection. That's somebody's Basenta member. So there's a little boy here. Yeah. Are you in the house? And sometimes we'll tell you that, oh, we have another, another Basenta leader. Say, oh, it's my person who can do this. As for Ghana, dear, if you do Ankuname, you'll regret it all. You'll really regret it because the way our things work or don't work, the church is quiet again. Oh. One day, I traveled somewhere. And usually, 
usually, I go with Pastor Dennis, and usually, he notices all our, I mean, when you have to renew. I don't know what we were doing, but he didn't notice. And unknown to us, our roadworthy had died while we are away. Hey! And unfortunately, on that day, the police were on the road. So when the police stopped up, I said, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do when you are guilty? It's a church member I called. I called the church member. I said, this is where we are. We have been caught. And the church member moved in. But you that you are in the church, do you know that church member? Or do you even know that that church member could help you? You don't know. But it's your basenta leader who will end up calling me for me to tell the person, do you know that's one of us who can you help? Because that day, Monday, they're not helped us. I don't know what. <laughs> Amen. That's a family. That's a family. We are family members as we are sitting here, but we don't know ourselves. We don't know all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The next one. The church members have people to share their problems and the deep concerns of their hearts with. Romans 12, 15. I'm talking to you about the benefits of the Basenta. You have somebody to share your problems and your deep concerns. Because the Bible says, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. You will discover that the people who are around you are the ones who will weep with you or who will rejoice with you. Amen. Amen. Now, there are two reasons why people stay in church. One of the reasons is the preaching. The other reason is the friendships. And actually, the friendship sometimes has a stronger hold than even the preaching. Yeah. yeah. You tend to go where your friends are. So if you have no friends in the church, you're already hanging half outside. I even know people who threaten that I'm leaving. But as they were about to leave, then they saw mm, their friends. Okay, I've come back some more. And suddenly before we are aware, one year has passed, they are still around. I've changed my mind. Because when you are a family member, you don't easily change your name. You can be angry. Hey, let me see, have you changed your name out of anger? Even the witches in your family, they are there, but you have not changed your name. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. So we share our problems and we share our concerns. So if you have concerns that you are not able to bring up. See your basenta leader. And sometimes if the leader is not close to you, you are not close, then there's another person who you can talk to who tries to get you some help. Are you there? Look at what the Bible says. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. The first group of others are those who are right in front of you in your basenta. Philippians 2, 19 and 21 says, 19 to 21, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly to you, that I may also be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. If you leave us to ourselves, we are thinking about ourselves. Yeah. 
we are thinking about ourselves. But as we meet, Sunday, I said Sunday, as we meet, Basenta meeting by Basenta meeting, as soon as you are not there, somebody will come and look for you. Somebody will come and help you. Are you in the church this afternoon? Amen. The next one. Through the Basenta, church members are delivered from loneliness. Yeah. Delivered from loneliness. Because you are with like-minded people. Sometimes you can be in your home, but nobody thinks the way you do. You can be very lonely. Hey. You can be what? Very lonely. Very lonely. Ecclesiastes 4.11 says, Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? This was one of the scriptures I prayed on when I wanted to marry. Yeah. <laughs> but it is also true not just for marriage purposes, you see. How? Alone. You see, because I'm saying this because in these unselfish days, there are people who say, I walk alone, I mind my own business. Be careful. You will hit a wall and come to a place where you discover that you are not all sufficient. Oh. It is not okay. At a certain place, you need another human being. Hitler woke up, he said he's the what, strongest person in the world. Even to die, he needed help. Even to die. So we all need somebody someday. And you'll find out that your basenta gives you a group of people. There are some of us, we don't need anything, but we need somebody to love. And when I talk about love, I'm not talking about, about filial. I'm talking about agape love, the love that you have for another person. Yeah. For another person. Hallelujah. As you're in that group and you've just taken interest in some young person, and you are mentoring the person, and you see that it's a different kind of joy that comes to you from the person's uh, uh, um, successes. Are you there? Are you in the church, or you are angry with me? Yeah. You see. Sometimes the basenta just gives you somebody to care for. Yeah. Because you think you have a lot of problems until you see somebody who has more. And then you are thankful that your life is as it is. And you're able to do something small to help somebody. Amen. <laughs> Next one. The church members do not suffer from neglect. Or they don't feel neglected. I think we've talked a bit about this. Amen. You don't feel like nobody cares. Because as you come to church, somebody talks to you. But as you're in the bus center, you make friends. When you come into church too, it's like that. They are the same people you go and buy Shamaoma with. The same people you'll be drinking the sobolo with. The same people. <laughs> Are you in the church this fine afternoon? Are you thinking about what basenta you'll be in? You discover that you are visited. Some of you are like me, I don't like being visited. You have to question why. What are you hiding? Why exactly do you not want to be visited? Eh? Please tell your neighbor, I think I'm going to come and pay you a visit. Yeah, I'm going to come and pay you. Eh, my house is not nice. Listen, your house may not be nice, but you are in it. So that's okay. We have to, it's okay. Hey. Eh, me, I don't want to share anything with anybody. We are not coming to visit you to eat anything with you. 
We are just visiting you. Please tell your neighbor, I'm not planning to have lunch. It's not, that's not the plan. Next one. The Bacenta allows the spiritual gifts and talents of church members to be developed. Maybe you don't know that a lot of the people who you see coming to sing or coming to do something, they were found at the Bacenta level. Yes. At the Bacenta level, suddenly they are asked, oh, can somebody lift a song? And then the person lifts. And you're like, hey, that's a good voice. Oh, at the Bacenta level, you say, can somebody pray so that we start? That's a whole prayer leader there. At the Bacenta level. And it is also a place to grow because you can make all your mistakes there. It's easier to make your mistakes at the Bacenta level and survive. There are only six, seven people there. Or ten, maximum fifteen people there. And they ask you to lead the song. And then you start to do it. <laughs> but you stopped. And then you corrected yourself. And you're not as embarrassed as when you are standing in front of a whole lot of people. As they are saying remix, cry. You're not sure that you even hit the notes right again. Still. Are you there? And that's one of the things that we're going to begin to do when we get into how we'll have the Bacenta meeting. One of the things that we do is to encourage members to take part. The Bacenta leader should not come and do everything. That's not the point. It is all of us, our fellowship. You are the leader because somebody has got to lead it. Are you seeing it? That somebody can do the opening prayer. Somebody can lead the, the singing. Somebody can do something. Hey, push your neighbor and say something. You are now even about to discover that there's a very good cake baker in your midst. You didn't know. Yeah. Or there's a very good kenke maker. You never knew. But one day in the Bacenta, you are saying that, oh, like we want to do a little bit. And the person says, oh, I make kenke. Can I bring some? I find that you have a very, very good kenke baker there. Amen. Or you are there discussing something, you discover there's a very good dressmaker, only you never knew. Yeah. There are a lot of, of hidden talents in the, big, in the larger church. And when you begin to meet in the cell, at the cell level, the center level, you suddenly begin to discover them. Amen. The next point. It is in the center that you will learn how to win souls. Some of you, you want to win so bad. What you will say, no. How you will say it, no. It's a problem. But at the Bacenta level, when you decide that, listen, tomorrow we have Bacenta meeting. Let's try and do some neighborhood something. Then you are watching. Then you are learning. Then the next one, they'll say, do some. Somebody saying, hey, that's why I ran away. <laughs> you run away, huh? One day. You should have heard the last session we had here on Friday. One day you run now. One day you can't go anywhere. Judgment day has come. It's time to check on what we've done. Hey! Please ask your neighbor, how many souls have you won this year? How many? It's just a simple question. How many souls? How many have you won? 
Yeah. And you see that many times there's nothing there. But when we come together in the basenta, just because there is even area based, it's a little easier. It's just moving around your general area. I say, media, these hostels are coming into the students are married some way. Very, very proud people. When you knock on them, they say, who that? <laughs> but just around your area, you will win souls. Amen. I said, you will learn to win souls. Hallelujah. And it comes through, it comes through the Basenta system. I hope you are seeing that the Basenta is going to benefit you. Now, the next point, which is my last point for today, is one of the main points and where I want to dwell a little today. It is in the Basenta that you get an even deeper understanding of the Word of God that the pastor teaches at the main church. As we have come here this afternoon, I'm standing up here and I'm teaching you. I'll keep talking for as long as I'm supposed to keep talking, then I'll stop. You cannot ask a question. You cannot say rewind. You cannot say, please say it again. I mean, somebody shall say it again. We'll all be looking at you. What, what is that? What, what, what's that? In fact, even the scriptures, Korah, you are not learning them. This is Acts 2.46. We have mentioned it, sir. You have not learned. Acts 2.42. I think you did some learning one time, but it's not the norm. But when you come down to the basenta level, the same topic, you can ask questions. Are you here? The same topic, you can ask questions. The same topic, when they now open a scripture that you don't know that the book even exists in the Bible. You can say, what's that? Habakkuk. What kind of cook is that? It's a, it's a, then you'll be shown how to open your Bible at the Habakkuk. Are you here? Am I talking to you? Yeah. You'll be shown how to open. So you are learning more. Then you can ask questions. Then you can even take it again. Take it. I didn't get it. Until you understand. And this was one of the things that was going on. The Bible says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You are not having the basenta for somebody to come and explain to you his revelation that we all don't know. Uh, I had a revelation of Aaron's beard and his rod that by the... Please, please, please. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it at all. <laughs> Are you here? It's not a place for some random teachings. It's also not a place for you to now come and suddenly decide that some prophet that you have seen at the corner of your road. You see, you may think I'm saying strange things, so, but I'm telling you that they happen. Yes. Just this week, I heard of one. Yes. Yes. And please, it was a UD church. It was one of our churches. Yeah. The pastors, they're not knowing that they have gone to bring some suspicious guy to a place. And the guy was coming to say things and do things. No, we don't do that. Push your neighbor and say, that's not what we do. <laughs> but it's a place for us to really become grounded in the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Many, many, many people are in trouble because there's no depth in the understanding of the word. The Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse 130, the entrance of thy words giveth light and it giveth understanding unto the simple. 
many of us are walking around in darkness. We are stumbling. You're just trying something. You stumble here, stumble there. No understanding at all. Yeah, because you need somewhere to lighten up something, explain something. But as you come into the center and you sit there week after week and you begin to get to know the people, you begin to get comfortable. Some of you that every day they have to keep running after you, you the same person. The past five months they are running after you to come to Bacenta. Better grow up. Better what? Grow up and bring yourself. And you should even be bringing somebody. You should be able to see what it is doing for you. And you yourself should even bring a new person to the place. And as you state that the word of God, which brings light into your life, it begins to make more sense. He begins to desire it more. It is my prayer that we will have strong centers in this church. Amen? Very strong centers. Something that will help us and anchor us in the church and that will cause the church also to grow. Stand to your feet this fine Sunday. Stand to your feet and just begin to talk to the Lord for a moment. Maybe your mind needs to be changed about Bacentes. And you are saying, Lord, work on my mind from the things I've heard. Please, work on my mind. Change me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Work on me, Lord. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord. begin to commit yourself in your hearts that if you are not in the center, you will be. And if you are in one but you are not committed, you are saying that I will become committed. I will become committed. Oh yes. And if you are committed but you have not brought in anyone with you, you want to say, Lord, now I must be a source of growth for this center. Father, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy towards us. For giving us a means of caring for one another. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here this afternoon and you are aware that you need Jesus. You need to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you've always been coming to church, but you've never done it. Or maybe somebody invited you, whatever it is, but you realize, I need Jesus. I want to pray with you to start you on a deeper walk with Jesus. And so if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand and we're going to pray together. Just lift up that right hand. We want to pray together. We want to pray together. cannot see everyone around the room so maybe your hand is up I can't see you just come to me why did you touch it please why touch it just come to me just come all right just pray this prayer after me you want to say Lord Jesus we lift our lives before you we ask that you will take over that you will help us to be committed to you in Jesus name Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I D S. God richly bless you.